0: In the high desert in the great american southwest i'm art bell slamming india radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unopinion. my name is george Napp. i'm richard serrett
1: this is ghani willis
0: i'm george nori welcome to coast to coast am it's great to be here
2: Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show. Uh, My name is Paul, here with my brother, Chris. Hey, Paul, it's Chris. And I got a real special treat for all
1: of our Coasternauts here. We're with the sublime scoundrel of the paranormal, (laughs) the off-kilter observer of all things esoteric, pioneering founder of banal of america news editor for coast to coast am the man behind tim time the tim banal for <laughs> tim time live let's go
0: all right thanks for having me on guys it's really uh surreal um <laughs> i think chris was the one who reached out to me and included me into your show chris you're the one on twitter right that yeah that's me? yeah that's chris yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I went in and listened to all the old shows and I'm like, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was just so weird. So I'm happy to come on the show and, and talk about what it is I do and, you know, answer any of your questions and all that fun stuff. How was yeah. that
2: finding out that we've essentially created a Banol fan club over here? Because we we read your stuff every episode.
0: It was weird. It was it was surreal. Yeah, it was surreal. It's interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of people read the stuff, so it was oh. like it was. You don't really get much feedback, so it was nice to. It's nice to be appreciated. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's really. It was pretty cool. It was like, oh wow, these guys really take these stories, um, and and so yeah, no, it was just surreal because sometimes you'll mention something that I wrote or a way I phrased something. I think Paul. Didn't believe that bilking was a word from one of the articles. It is a word. <laughs> it, it is a word. So.
1: I told Man, you I, guys, I you, I on, on the second there. episode, I got
0: Paul. I, I know you've come, you've grown to love me now. But the second episode, I think you called my stuff subpar. Oh, oh.
2: I was hoping you didn't listen to that. I, yeah, I, I listened to, to all. <laughs> I, I have, I, I do love your stuff. And when Chris reposted it, I didn't, I didn't know I had said that, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I was like, what if Tim listened."
0: Oh, I listened. He no, listened. I mean, I made Listen. sure I give you some shit when I, Son when I bitch. Came on the show. <laughs> so no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Look at some of them are so far I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you know, you, I I roll them out all the time. So yeah. you know, some of them are just kind of <laughs> you know, I can only I can you can only deal with the A and your Dell, right? Right. So, but yeah. it, uh no, I know, I know you guys were just uh I have heard all of them, so I've heard you guys become bigger <laughs> fans over the last year or whatever. And like I said, it's really surreal because uh yeah, it's just weird. So and a lot of fun. I really enjoyed listening to them.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. That's uh that's pretty incredible here. Well, Tim, then you know what your first question is, right? Your first question is, how'd you get into this?
0: Ah, all right. Well, it's weird talking to you guys because you don't you only know me from coast to coast. So it's kinda like right. everywhere mm-hmm. everybody in the paranormal knows me from all of America. So it's yeah. like uh it's like, oh wow. Um all right, I'll give you like the long version, I guess. So it started I got out of college in 2001 and graduated from Syracuse. And uh, my dad was like, all right, here's how much you owe. And here's the one ads. So I ended up getting an overnight job at my old high school as a janitor. And uh, obviously it was the overnight. So I, I had always been into the paranormal. And a friend of mine turned me on to coast to coast. So uh, this was, I, I think I kind of came in at around late 2002. Uh, Yeah, October 2002 is when I got back into the paranormal. so I've been doing the overnight for a while. 2002, uh, George Norrie took over in January 2003, so I heard, like, sort of the end of the Bell years. I really kind of just didn't get into Coast to Coast till like, about the beginning of 2003. So, listened to the show for years and years and years while I was doing that job, and was like, well, I'm really I would like to I, I I have questions for like the guests and stuff, like many listeners do, and I'm like, well, I'm working and I can't really call and be on hold or whatever, and you know, it just seemed kind of like too big a ask at the time, uh, right? So I was like, well, I'm gonna what if I interview these people myself? So I launched my own show. This was before podcasting started. It was like right when podcasting started. Um, so I launched Bit of America. Uh interviewed a lot of the people who've been on Coast to Coast. Um, did been All of America. I still do it sporadically, but essentially did it for like about 15 years. Uh, somewhere about 2007, Coast to Coast needed someone uh, to do some fill-in work on the website. They knew me. Um, they brought me in to do the fill-in stuff. Then around November of 2015, through various talks with the show we we did this we decided to start putting up news on the website in the daytime because they didn't have anything going up on the website in the daytime because it's an overnight show so we're like let's let's use this time let's sort of uh you know make use of of this website and the time and everything and sort of uh bring people news paranormal news during the daytime they brought me on as uh as the news editor then so it's been almost uh i think it's this yeah i guess at the end of uh at the end of November, it'll, I think I'll be starting like my eighth year or something like, like that. So wow. it's been a long That's time. Awesome.
1: So what What originally got you into the paranormal and the conspiracy world?
0: Uh, Well, I was always enjoyed it as a kid. Then I went off to college and kind of put it in the back burner. And then I got out of school. And as I said, I graduated in 01. So like 9-11 happened. And that was all kind of like topsy-turvy and threw everything off. I was just kind of wayward for a while, and uh, I even wrote, like, a bad movie about Bigfoot that I, I don't even know where, like, the script is now. But, like, it's before, you, now there's, like, a million Bigfoot movies, but this is, like, back when it was just Harry and the Hendersons and, like, maybe one other movie, so I, right. I really was ahead, ahead of my time, but it it's not a movie.
1: <laughs> you should have published it!
0: <laughs> I know, if I could find a copy of the movie somewhere, I'll dig it out and maybe polish it up and see if I can get it going anywhere, but anyway, so... Then I found a book by... I was looking around, kind of wondering what... You know, I was just kind of wayward. And um, I found a book by Jim Mars, Rule by Secrecy, which is like all about secret societies and conspiracies. And I loved that and devoured that. And then his other book, Alien Agenda, was essentially like the UFO phenomenon version of that. So I just loved that, read that. And then it just kind of set me off on this path of looking into all this stuff. And I never really... I think because I was such a big coast to coast fan, they cover all the different topics. They're not like a UFO show or a Bigfoot show or uh you know there's a show for just about every paranormal genre you can think of now, right um but with Coast you might tune in you might get a UFO show, you might get a Bigfoot thing, you might get a ghost thing and that that kind of influenced I think my interest in the topics where it was like, I want to know about all the different stuff. Rather than just specialize and be like a UFO guy, like my yeah. brother's kind of UFOs. It's kind of like the, I know the most people in UFO world, and you know that's uh, most of my friends are sort of tangentially involved with UFOs and that, and like Bigfoot. Those are like the two main worlds that I kind of like am a bit on the fringe of. But I'm not a UFO researcher, not a ufologist, not a Bigfoot researcher. I'm not a ghost right. hunter. My whole shtick is that I'm just. Overlooking all this, I'm observing the whole thing. I'm trying to cover it, like I'm covering uh, the base. Like the, I live in Boston, like I'm covering the Red Sox. Like right, I'm just, like, kind of. I'm, I'm, this is my beat, and I'm writing about the weird stuff. And um, you know, I don't have a rooting interest really in it per se. I'm kind of just, I just call balls and strikes. <laughs> that's kind well, of. How and I, I
1: think, it. I think that's one of the things we love about what we call ten Tim time. Is that you do cover so much stuff and not just so much stuff in the conspiracy and paranormal realm, but kind of like in the global weird realm. Right. And I know Paul had a question kind of on that on that topic.
2: Yeah. How do you find these stories? Because that was something Chris and I have talked about a lot on the show, I think. Because, like, yeah, yeah. you cover everything from like ghosts in India to someone getting stabbed with a samurai sword in like Denmark playing Monopoly or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah. one was. So, exactly. well, I told Chris yeah. to cover that one. We <laughs> yeah. Up. Where do you track these down?
0: <laughs> uh Well, I have a list of like maybe 20 websites that I go, they're my basic base list that I kind of mm-hmm. use. And then Uh, After that, I sort of just run through Google, like, nonstop all day, kind of. Um, I don't necessarily have Google alerts. I just Mm. hand-search and stuff, but I have, like, a huge list in my head of different words and topics and, and stuff like that that I just sort of, like, keep, you know, I'll write a story, and then I'll, like, run through the list and be like, all right, anything? let's see if anything came up, you know, since this morning about Dyatlov Pass or... You know, uh, abominable snowman or Yowie or thylacine or Amelia Earhart. And it's like you just kind of have to hit all those words all the time because you never know like what's going to happen. Something might, weird might happen with Amelia Earhart over another part of the world where they think, you know, there's places where they think she crashed and weird stuff happens there, bureaucratic weird, like they had a mural of her and the, the town hated it. It was like, all right, that's a story. That's that's a good story, that's a, you know, that that's in the in the realm, but I kind of have a rule of thumb that, like, the, in order to really cover it, it has to be weird or wondrous, those are kind of the two things, you know, so it's kind of like, it's either got to be really weird or, like, really, like, wow, that's, that's wild, kind of, um, and I mean, I really do enjoy, like, the samurai sword one you mentioned, I really do enjoy, like, uh, I would almost call them, like, wacky true crime, almost.
1: That's, That's exactly not, what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. Like, so if it's like a wacky, wacky, it, it, all, the, all those stories almost always end with like someone in trouble in some way. So it's like wacky, wacky true crime or kind of right on the edge of wacky true crime. And uh, I, I find uh, for those stories specifically, I find uh, Reddit's a really good source for that kind of stuff. I feel like that that stuff gets picked up a lot uh, on Reddit. So I'll see a lot of that stuff there. But
2: Yeah, like yeah, the... Uh the guy who got shot over a Hot Pocket, I think that's a great example of that. You know, just, like, ridiculous stories that are just fun for us to read.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, they're fun for me to write. I mean, I like... I mean, I'm happy to cover, like, the latest UFO video or whatever, but there's Mm -hmm. a sameness to them where it's like, okay, you know, then you got a guy who got stabbed with a samurai sword because they were playing Monopoly out on the sidewalk uh, in a city at 5 a.m. It's like, that's crazier than any UFO story I could even fine. Like that's the weirdest, that's one of the weirdest stories I've heard in a long, long time. So it's like, you know, I, Um, I, I enjoy covering those quite a bit. There's almost something that you
1: can't make up about them, right? They're too crazy to, to be the figment of somebody's imagination. I think one of my favorites that we covered of yours was the, I believe young Indian boy who was, Uh, haunting the older lady for like months.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: That like, again, like I was, I I did not have that kind of mind as an adolescent (laughs) boy where I would haunt an older lady for months.
0: Well, I think India is a a fantastic country because it's so big. It's really, people don't really grasp how big it is, and it's, I don't know really the politics of India, but I think that it's certainly more democratic than, like, Russia or China, so people can get mixed up in weird stuff, and there's a little more independent media that it gets gets out there, so there's always a lot of weird stuff comes out of there, you know, almost probably, like, every other week or something, I've got a a strange story out of there, because they're very big into, like, ghosts. And, and sort of the paranormal, and I mean, like I said, it's so huge, there's so many people, it's not like America, there's always going to be, like, last week I did a story about a girl who was cutting off the power to her village so she could meet with her boyfriend, it's, it's, that same thing happened last year, but it was a guy who did it, but it was like, that. it's like America, there's so many people, there's people going right. to be doing weird stuff, All like the per capita for weirdness, <laughs> that's like why you have so many stories from India, it's not like Spain, or France, right. where it's like this much smaller population, less opportunity for weird things to happen. Or in India, there's so many people that there's more opportunities for weird stuff to happen. And and it does. But to sort of go also to your point about finding the stuff, a lot of times, like I'll if you do like almost a vague search, you almost kind of can find something better if you know how to look. And it's right. like like if you look for like creature, but you keep going and deeper and deeper into the into what's coming yes. up. Mm-hmm. like on the seventh page, you'll find like like uh you know dozen sheep dead by unknown creature and it's like, bam there you go that's the
2: that's the one that's, right. that's, the, that's one. the one
0: yeah
2: <laughs> well in, that's in awesome. The- and along the lines of those articles, too, one of the things that we've talked about on the podcast is Knapp's News, where George Knapp shares his favorite news articles. And I don't know if you have any insight into this. Is there a cadence to him sending those in? Because I feel like it is kind of random. I wasn't sure if it was just like when he was in the mood to to share them or, or what, how like how those functions.
0: Uh, it's essentially if he's hosting that night that he shares with the host, he sends them like interesting news to put in the in the article essentially okay so, yeah it's not okay. it's not yeah i mean it's pretty bait standard i guess <laughs>
2: oh okay nothing crazy then
0: yeah <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Like if he's still actually... in, <laughs> he's working on sunday night then he'll send, just it. post it yeah it's that it's makes so how much more sense and the stories too he'll be like here's five or six stories uh for naps news that that is yeah. so yeah, we had
1: all kinds of insane conspiracy theories about what the cadence of Nap's news was. And I didn't I didn't look the at the nights timing. he
0: was hosting. It makes so much more sense. That's it. Yeah. It's just when he hosts, he shares some interesting yeah. stories that he found uh yeah. with the audience. So um, you know, and sometimes he'll have stuff that I did or I'm gonna yeah. do, or you know, there's a little bit of crossover there, but um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm I used to be the fill-in guy, so I know that's <laughs> how yeah. they're how they're done. So yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no like secret sauce or uh, anything. <laughs> wow, you weren't sure? You didn't put it together that they only showed up on the nights he was hosting. I didn't
2: put it together because I I listened so like in such weird patterns for our show that I didn't okay. connect that it was those same nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I don't listen live because uh, I gotcha. I can't <laughs> no, say it's up that not late. So. Up the morning. Yeah,
1: it's tough. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's let's you mentioned being in the the UFO UAP realm somewhat. Yeah. What has your take been about the David Grush UFO testimonies and stuff like that? What are the people that you're talking about? Because I think Paul and I, right? We're we're not really in the realm of the conspiracy and paranormal world and that we're not going to like conferences and we're, we're not interviewing really, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't really have interviews. Um We haven't really put a lot of material out other than our, and I don't even know what to call it, our commentary on Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. And like, that's really the only way we penetrate the world gotcha. is that yeah. the thing we're looking at is coast to coast Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, for the most part, we only really take on what the media, what the kind of maybe mainstream media tells us about what's going on with the right, UFO, right. UAP stuff. And then also, I'm pretty big into Reddit as well. So, you know, I'm on UFO, aliens high strangeness conspiracy all that kind of stuff right yeah yeah so i like seeing what those people are seeing but again you know that's joe blow anybody can type something right and so what what do you what are you hearing from a lot of the people that you're talking to about what the heck is going on right now
0: uh well i talk to a lot of old timers so i'm a little bit jaded about what's happening
2: Uh,
0: most of my friends i've been in this for like 20 years now so most of my friends are uh i've been in this for almost as long if not longer and uh so we've kind of all seen it before and there's a certain like group of fans if you will uh ufo fans uh they're more like uap aficionados that came in after that new york times article you can kind of tell there's like a there's like a delineation between people who read that article and kind of got on board the coverage and they're really into it now. Um, And, and they're they're more like UAP buffs essentially rather than a UFO buff. And um, they're more in the government disclosure aspect of it. Personally, I'm more into the high strangeness of UFOs and sort of like the weird stuff and the weird occupant type stories or anything, just anything really bizarre. Um, related to UFOs. I I don't really find the machinations of the government stuff to be too thrilling. I will say I thought last week was a lot of fun, the hearing um, on UFOs. I don't know what to make of the whistleblower. I'm very, like I said, I'm very jaded, um, which I think in a sense kind of helps my coverage with Coast to Coast because I'm not like, like I said, I just call balls and strikes. I'm not trying to, I'm not cheering from the press box. It would be cool if disclosure happened, but I don't want to lead people on and make and be like, this is gonna be it, everybody. Cause it's like, no, 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 let's not. That's why, like, if you read a lot of my arts, I'm sure you guys have, it's like every article I do, or it's a Bigfoot, a UFO, a ghost, like it's like, here's the thing, here's what's in the video, here's what it could be. And I always include, like, it could be a trick of light and shadow, it could be a drone, it could be a bird, it could be a balloon, Um, it could be a bear if it's a Bigfoot, it could be just paradelia if it's a ghost or whatever. So it's like, I always, I never just tell people, like, this is ghost pictured in whatever, you know, I mean, you can say that with a UFO, because a UFO is an unidentified flying object, but it's like, I'm never like, somebody filmed Bigfoot in Oklahoma, because it's like, Unless, unless they shot it and have the Bigfoot, you don't know if it's a Bigfoot, so right. don't tell people that it's a Bigfoot. That's kind of my rule of thumb, I guess you could say, my standard. So, like, I don't want to jazz people up about the potential for UFO disclosure. I'm kind of just following along like everybody else. I mean, it's a soap opera in a way. It's very interesting to me. I thought last week was really fun. Um, So far, I mean, I was a little frustrated because the whistleblower, Grouch, was like... He couldn't answer any questions. Really, he kept saying, "I'll tell you in this classified setting." So it's like, "All right, well, I'm kind of as, as, as wondrous as um, a lot of you guys are." And it's like, "Well, did you? Did they? Did they go and meet in the in the shift or was it the skiff? Did he tell them what was going on? Um, what's going to happen next? You know, I think right now is just all this kind of fallout from it, and I, there's not really any." developments um it's hard to really follow sort of ufo ufo community because there's a lot of speculation and right. rumor and it's like i don't really report on that stuff so it's kind of like well if 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 it's coming out of congress or or something like that then then we'll talk about it but i'm not like oh here's the latest scuttlebutt on on you know what might come next because right. stuff never like pans out or anything
1: and is that intentional on your part that you don't kind of follow the, I don't know, the like everyday machinations. Like if there's like a big thing, we kind of noticed, you know, I think when the first Grush whistleblower the News article, Nation article and, yeah, yeah right. when that came out, I think you did an article about it. Yeah. But I like you said, course. you were very, I don't want to say you weren't throwing cold water on it, but you, you. You were not as sensationalist as a lot of other people.
0: And I just I call, think, I, Chris. I just call balls yeah. and strikes. I Just call balls and strikes. I can't. Well, and that was something <laughs> I was going <laughs> to. That's my well, that's my policy. I'm saying, yeah, you know, it may well, not. And I feel, feel bad. bad. I think I do think that sometimes it's stressful in a way because it's like I don't think I sat. I, I think I probably. You hope know, people probably don't like necessarily my coverage of of it but it's like look dude i'm i'm not writing for the ufo people i'm writing for right. the, everybody else so i don't want them yeah. to be misled well, and think that something's happened you know i don't want to put too much weight in things that uh, unless we know for sure
1: well and i think that's something that paul and i have really grown to appreciate about your coverage over the last year that we've been looking at your articles is that you are so even handed with the material. And I, you know, I kind of wanted to know where did that come from? Where did that, because that is actually, as Paul and I have seen over this year of case studies, looking at Art Bell, looking at George Norrie, looking at George Knapp, you know, all the other uh Ian Punnett, looking at everyone. A lot of times in the conspiracy and normal realm, people are not willing to be that even-handed,
0: right? And right. so,
1: where do where did that come from for you?
0: I guess just wanting to get it right, right? I just just don't want to be wrong, um, <laughs> like you know. It's a, like I said, it's balls and strikes. It's just the facts. It's kind of like I don't want to. You know, very early on, I kind of was like really gung ho about a UFO story that came out of Chile, and it got like debunked like right away. And I was like, "All right, you know, I need to be even more kind of like let's just play it as it goes." You know what I mean? So it was kind of it was kind of like uh that, that that was probably an early instance where it was just like, "All right, this is you know," because uh, then like I had to do a subsequent article that was like, "All right, turns out this wasn't." Uh, as fantastic as it appeared at first. And then it was like, you know what? Let's just call it down the middle and kind of, um, you know, and I mean, I generally was like that anyway, but I was like, I was excited because I thought it was a really good case. And it was like, oh shit, it's not a really good case. So it was, It, but, but I always sort of had that attitude. It's like, I don't, I mean, I don't want to look like an idiot and go, it's this guy filmed a Bigfoot in, in in Oklahoma or whatever. And then it's like, dude, that's not a Bigfoot. That's a bear or whatever, or, or, Or we got hoaxed or something like that. You know, it's like hoaxes, that's another sort of thing. You got to kind of always be on guard for. So, you know, it's just like better safe than sorry. I don't want to look dumb. (laughs) I want to get it right. I want to get it right. That's kind of, I mean, like there was a story recently. I can give you a really good example of of like the challenge and sort of my process is sort of last week there was a, a drone video of a Bigfoot that got really popular and it was like really great footage and a lot of the places covered it because it uh they call it like the best bigfoot footage ever right Uh, in quotes because the person who presented it said that so like in the process of untangling this story i figured out that it was posted to TikTok by a paranormal channel and the young woman who produced it She was the one who was like, this is, this might not necessarily be real, but I think this is the best Bigfoot footage ever made. So it was like, they all took the quote, put it in their headline, and then they were off to the races. So I'm like, well, where did she find this video? Because I deal in a lot, I traffic in a lot of crazy videos. So I've gotten really good at sort of like, I want to find the original. That's kind of my part of the challenge of the job. Yeah. Who who did the first upload? Yeah. So where did this come from? So I managed to track down the original source, and it was this guy who posted it. He's a carpenter. He posts mostly carpentry videos. Random Bigfoot one, then he made random drone one, and the title was like Sasquatch question mark bear question mark then not real. And it was like, okay, I don't know. The Wayback Machine couldn't. This is like how seriously I take this fucking job, guys. So in case you in case you think that I'm just sitting there going, duh, duh, this is like this is like an hours long process. So it's like, okay, well, did this always say not real? So like the Wayback Machine couldn't show me like when the guy first posted it seven months ago what the title was, but at some point he put not real. So it was like, well, okay. I have to tell the whole story here. I have to tell the story of how this was filmed seven months ago. It was picked up on TikTok. The person said it was fantastic, but if you go back and find the original video, the guy says not real. So, you know, more likely than not, it is not real um, because the guy who made it said it's not real. I mean, how much more? I don't know what else, you know, unless he's part of the cover-up, the Bigfoot cover-up. You kind of have to just go with the truth and say this is you know, if you find where the guy put the video up originally, he said it's not real, so it's not real. Sorry to burst your bubble, you know? I hate to be the bearer of bad news sometimes, but you have to do that if you find a story that you realize then is not all it's chalked up to be, you know? I find that happens a lot with, like, the British tabloids. They'll run a story, right? and I'll be like... Mm -hmm. uh, And again, you ask, like, where I find these sort of far-flung stories, like, God bless them. They Those British tabloids do find a lot of stuff.
1: They love the wild and crazy stuff. Yeah, they must...
0: I don't know how... I'd love to know how they do it, because I would like to do it, but, like, somehow they have, like, some method of, like, getting these stories from really far-flung places uh, before I can get my hands on them, where it's like... That's where you'll see, like, a, just a crazy happenstance happening in some village somewhere... Or in a town somewhere or far-flung thing in Russia or whatever. Like somehow they they get these stories. Um very often before I do, but then I'll grab like then I'll I'll try to take the witness's name, plug it into Google, back, go back and back and back until I find the original story from the local newspaper where it was or website or whatever, where the story first broke. And sometimes there you find out that it's like oh, it turned out that then like a week later they caught a crocodile or whatever. That that was what was behind the mystery killings or something like that. You'll find a little bit of detail. You'll find some little bit of extra where kind of like is like, oh, wait a minute. There's not this story, you know. So I try to just put all the information I can in there, um, but always try to find the original, original source of the stuff because that to me is like, then you know for sure you're getting the straight, the straight dope pretty much.
1: Right. Well, and that's something that Paul and I, talk about a lot on the podcast is we have to be much more intelligent consumers of information. Like the first take is so rarely the right take these days. Yeah. Um, we, we never get the full picture in the immediacy of the internet. Right. Yeah. And so do you think that's something that the, Conspiracy and and paranormal realm are are the the c- whole cohort of people understanding that lesson. Do you feel like is that something, or or do you still find people are still taking those first takes as like gospel truths?
0: Oh, I think it's just a problem, like with the internet in general. Like people right. read, read the headline. And if it's like on a site like Facebook or Twitter, sometimes uh they'll you know the the first sentence might get also included. That'll be about as much as they read sometimes. Right. It's like, yeah, you don't you can't really uh you can't really you, it's tough to rely on people to read the whole article or whatever. So it's a it's an overarching problem. Now I hear you talk a lot about conspiracy. I don't necessarily cover conspiracy much at all really at the coast side because to me there's sort of been this reality shift in the way we all share yes. this country maybe the yes. world's the country certainly where it's like everybody's a conspiracy theorist now there's no
1: a hundred percent
0: because you're asking me about the conspiracy community and it's like well what do you mean like everyone online like everybody there's a very unshared reality between uh the two sides the two political camps really that
1: is true and, that is very true.
0: And so it's like uh it's not like back in the old days when like conspiracy theories
1: was I mean, just JFK and the moon landing, right? right exactly, Nine Yeah. 11.
0: Um now it's like these overarching like world building exercises and it's uh you can't that's uh that's kind of a rabbit hole I'm not really interested in going down uh with what we do because it's too dis- it's too divisive, it's too it's too weird, not in a good way. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's
2: well, a lot yeah. of like
0: yeah. dark elements to this stuff. That's like, I want to have fun. That's kind of my thing. I just, I just want this to be fun. And it's like that. That's really not fun because there's a lot of anger in there, in that, in in those worlds, like QAnon type stuff. You know, right? I'll like, do QAnon, but I mean, I'll do Flat Earth. Like, I love the Flat Earth. So, like, or Moon Hoax or any of the classic conspiracy theories. Right. But contemporary conspiracy theories now is like. There's just a million of them, and they're all like just supercharged political <laughs> conspiracies. It's like, oh god, you know, what's Yeah. What, what
1: what do you think that was?
0: What but happened? That?
1: What happened that that because you're totally right. There, there's there's something, you know, we've gone through uh, a little bit for our Patreon, behold a pale horse. Right, right. And there is something that is so quaint about going through Bill Cooper's yeah, uh, yeah. Behold a Pale Horse. It's almost cute. Now we were like going through some of the chapters, and we we're like, "Dude, this is it's adorable." Yeah, these you know the idea that the mailman is going to be the one that that takes you to the mail prison. Like yeah. that's that's a hilarious an adorable idea mm-hmm. that is like you were saying that's not the case there's a darkness right to right the right and the left mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think and, that it's i just think just people got really super divided they've just been super divided and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse it's very tribal um you know and then that pizzagate stuff and the QAnon stuff really Added in a really dark element to this stuff that's like, oh geez. Um, you know, and and the people who believe that stuff, I don't. Uh they fervently get into that and they're like right. super aggressive. And I think I think that that turns a lot of people off. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't yeah, think people are a little too intense. And you know, then the whole thing with the election now, then it's like, well, one side thinks that the election was rigged, the other side's like, no, it was on the level, and it's like this is such a schism i don't know how the how we can ever bring each other back together again so i don't know but it's like it just keeps getting worse and i think the election really and you know god knows what's going to happen with this next election it's yeah. like i don't know how we can you know if anything it's like i'm i'm pessimistic about ufo disclosure happening but part of me's like well maybe that's the only thing that could bring us together as a, as a people if uh there were aliens or something like otherwise we're we're headed like feels like we're headed for a civil war or something you know yeah and i mean
2: that's a big part on the podcast too that i i've mentioned a couple times but you know i when i'm the one that like listens and i choose the episodes a lot of times and stuff and i actively avoid any like political conversations because i just don't want to do it because like you like i just want to have fun i want to enjoy the conversation i don't want to be divisive and something that i've noticed too is that we have um conservative and liberal listeners and that's kind of the way i want to do it is like let's just talk about aliens dude and i don't care what your politics are like let's talk about aliens let's talk about ghosts and with the uh with the congressional hearing one of the things that i loved seeing that actually made me kind of happy was republican and democrat representatives both not arguing, everyone's in on this, everyone right, just right. wanted to talk about UAPs, and I think you're right, like,
0: maybe that's the thing that we need is yeah. for
2: everyone just to talk about UFOs a bit more.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, that was refreshing, it was very, yeah. you know, so, it's good. Well,
1: Ozymandias came up with it in The Watchmen, it was an alien invasion oh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. united the Earth.
0: Yeah, I heard about that today, actually, I read something about that on uh Twitter, someone mentioned that, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so that's kind of yeah i still like the wackier conspiracy theories but uh plus a lot of these contemporary conspiracies they're like literally contemporaneous yeah right like i can't you know to me a conspiracy theory is better when you have the perspective to look at the theory it's not like oh this is all part of an unfolding conspiracy that's happening right Right. now it's like i like relax, <laughs> you know, chill out. We will we'll, we'll <laughs> let's just see how it plays out. Well, <laughs> and
2: you mentioned Flat Earth, which is one of my favorite episodes that we've done. That one was just a, a ton of fun for for me personally, along with the Hollow Earth, which I had a lot of fun with. Uh, what are some of your other favorite wacky conspiracies that you get into?
0: Personally, well, I have a lot of uh interaction with the flat earthers. I'm sort of uh I'm a friend of the flat earthers, so they're uh they're interesting people. I went to uh, anyone who's, well, but all fans will know all this, but you guys don't. Your audience doesn't. So, like, uh, 2019, I had covered the Flat Earth Conference uh, in 2017 and 2018. So, and another one was coming up in 2019, and I was like, you know, I got vacation time to kill, and I know... I know everybody in UFO world and Bigfoot world and most of the ghost people. And I know all the players and I know all the different paranormal stories, uh like backwards and forwards. And I'm like, I kind of just needed something new. And I'm like, well, who are these, who are these flat earth people? Like, how are they even mixed up with this? How big could this really be? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go find out. I'm going to go and, and go to the flat earth conference and spend the whole weekend with them. Not just like pop in. So I kind of like embedded myself with the Flat Earthers for the weekend. And it was an interesting experience. Um, they're interesting characters. They're very normal looking people. They're very nice people. Uh, we had an understanding that I wasn't going to try and convert them. And they, in turn, I would appreciate it if they didn't try to convert me. I'm not a Flat Earther by any means. Right. Uh, and it's like, I didn't want to get into, I didn't want to waste my time that over the weekend, like, You know, having somebody be like, well, how do you explain this? Right? Explain that. It's like, dude, Tom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That, because I mean, you, once you go down that rabbit hole, then that's, that's what the whole experience becomes. Right. And I, I totally agree with you. What the, what the real juice comes from is you being like, just explain the whole world to me.
0: Right, right. It was so like, how did you get mixed up in this? So a lot of them, like, right. most of them got turned on by YouTube videos. They were kind of already into conspiracy theories, and this just clicked with them. And a lot of them are really religious, and they cite it coming from the Bible. Uh, they believe that there's parts of the Bible that reference, that, that reveal that the earth is flat. Um, mm. And they're, like, really earnest religious people. So it's like, you can't, I mean, they're wrong, but it's like, you feel bad for them almost. Where it's like, you're, I can't say they're just misguided people, you know? Because they were, like, really sweet. And they really appreciated that I just listened to them. And it was just, it was just very sort of strange to sort of, like, be among people that are, that have this worldview that is, is wrong. But they're, like, good people. So it's like, ah, oh, geez, you know? It's, it was a really interesting experience. Um, And then... I noticed uh, that when when I, because I was like they're very they they seem kind of combative online and everything and they just seem kind of odd, and but then I would post pictures from the Flat Earth Conference on my social media while I was there without any without any sort of like pro or just same as I always do just calling balls and strikes like hey I'm on the ground here in Dallas for the Flat Earth Conference more more stuff to follow here's some of the stuff I've seen and like people would like just strangers. I don't know how they must have it set up to search for flat earth. They, Cause I didn't even use hashtags. They would like bombard. I got like bombarded with hate from people who were just like, "Yo, oh, you're this and that and all these expletives and you're wrong. And, and, uh, and, and all this. And it's just like, dude, I'm just like here to see the show. I'm not, I'm not a flat earther, but it's like, okay. kind. Of, and I can kind of see why these people are like, like walk around like they're kind of wounded because they get attacked Mm. all the time because they're into the flat earth. Like it gets people really angry. Um, Right. People who don't believe most of, although, you know, the the vast majority, the vast majority can handle it. There's a weird, you know, if like, if like 5% of the population is flat earth, there's another 5% that like is really angry about that. And the the other 90% are fine. We're like, dude, don't, Believe the Earth's flat? Don't believe the Earth's flat? I don't really care. Like my mind's made up. This is a debate that has nothing, you know. This is like if you're are you arguing over whether germs exist or whether Australia is real or something like that. It's like that the the case case closed, right? So, but yeah, they're they're odd. The people who get so mad are almost as odd as the flat Earthers. So, but I did find right. I have a tenuous relationship now with the people of flat Earth. I like to think that I'm still a friend of the flat earth, but I've talked a lot about their community in the years since. So I think that some of them probably are like, Oh, this guy's an interloper, which I always was. So it's not a big secret. Um, But I found that the, they got really to get to go back into conspiracy a little like when the pandemic happened, because this was November, 2019, the pandemic then came up out uh, about six months later, they got mixed up in a lot of them were super anti- uh pandemic like they didn't believe in it planned they were pandemic people so they just went from flat earth to pandemic seamlessly right um probably because like if you're stuck inside your house what difference does it make if the old if the earth is flat around right it's it's like yeah you know what's this, well what what else do we have on on the dial
1: <laughs> right so, right
0: <laughs> so they got into pandemic and a and like sadly yeah I think it's yeah three three pretty prominent uh, flat Earth people. Uh, I I don't know if they all died of COVID. At least two died of COVID, but they were like wow. super, like not going to take the vaccine and and uh yeah. So three high profile people died like in the last couple of years. Uh, either from the from the from the thing or thought to be from the virus or something like that. So it was like very just kind of disappointing. Cause like, I remember like, uh, it might've even been 2020 they were planning another outing or whatever. And they're like, we're going to do it in this place in South Carolina. Um, because it's the only, now you remember this is like the summer of 2020. They're like, it's the only place in the country that would let us get together without masks. And this was like the selling point of the event. They were like, we're all gonna, we're, we're all gonna meet there and nobody has to wear a mask. The staff won't be wearing a mask. The hotel management will no. There's not even mask allowed in the building. And it was like, "Wow, okay, well, you're that's a that's a bold move, Cotton. That's a bold move. <laughs> you're gonna go for it, do it. But I'm not coming to South Carolina um, for that because it sounds like a petri dish. Well, as far as I know, nobody really got sick out of that. But I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not connected to the community. So plenty of people could have. But the whole thing was like." That's just a weird selling point. That's a weird. Uh, that's a weird selling point. So yeah, I've delved a lot into the flat Earth people. I think the whole thing's kind of died out now. Um, right. So,
1: well, uh, and and kind of like we were saying before, flat Earth almost is one of those quaint conspiracies at oh, this point.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I love I love it as a conspiracy theory because it's so weird and yeah. unfathomable.
1: And you know the 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 ice sheet around the whole Earth, and then you know if you keep kept on going down the ice sheet, eventually you get to another you know flat Earth. Yeah, it's a very
0: elaborate, Mm -hmm. like just a really elaborate kind of like okay, this is a house of cards of of like beliefs and stuff. So it's you know it's fun though it's fun so weird where it's like okay yeah like you're saying it's like so there's an ice sheet around and we don't and they're covering that up somehow yeah to me that's the whole thing too where it's like so no one like everybody agreed that we're just going to keep the secret of the flat earth like every like I can kind of buy the aliens thing because I'm guessing that almost no like maybe like three or four countries kind of know more about what's going on you know I don't think like right I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to pick on any random countries. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Portugal. is a good example, right? Yeah. Portugal. There you go. Yeah. That's know, right one Or to Sweden think. or something like that. I don't think they are privy to. You know, no one's talking about them cutting a secret deal with aliens and stuff like that, or right, down craft or what you hear ascribed to like Russia or United States or China or like England. I can see. I river. can
1: see the British getting their grubby hands into some UFO stuff
0: absolutely absolutely so yeah but but like i'd say the vast majority of like world powers have no they're not covering up right. aliens yeah they have no idea if they're aliens or not but like the earth being flat i think it's kind of like if, if you <laughs> you know it's also one of those theories it's like dude you should be able to prove this by now there's no right. right it's it's a very weird conspiracy theory where it's like i think it's been around since the 1800s believe it or not and it goes like in these right. caves of interest where it's like People start getting interested in it, percolates a little bit, and then, like, the media, whatever it is, newspapers back in the day, radio, television, internet now, they're like, people are talking about the flat Earth. There's people who believe that the Earth is flat. Can you believe that? And then that, like, amplifies it, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it kind of, like, crests by the time everyone's just like, essentially, the media and the scientists are like, this is why the Earth's not flat, and, like, everybody kind of just does looks into it and goes, okay, that explains it. You know, and only a handful of people like st- still still hang on um, to the wave, but that's that's kind of how it's worked every time around that the flat Earth theories become popular. Um, and I think, like I said, I think we have hit the crest of that. A lot of them moved on to pandemic. They got mixed up in this Q stuff and got All around right. To we're into now.
1: Well, and it's not it's not dark enough, right? I feel like so much conspiracy now is like. Pedophilia and blood sacrifice, yeah, deepen yeah. worship. And it's like, I keep on, I, you know, one of the things I always talk about with Paul is it's like, I don't need any of that for my conspiracy,
0: right? Right, I I find, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't find any of that entertaining at all. It's, yeah, dark. it's unsettling. Um,
1: I'm not a big true crime fan, so I don't really want to think about a lot of yeah. people. Getting yeah. murdered and children getting murdered, you know what I mean? That's not a fun right, thing right. for me.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's yeah. yeah, and it's like I don't, I don't necessarily believe it. There's this there's, there's delineation of like these things, ha- something's happened, and, and there's a worldwide right. network of, and it's like, all right, yeah. if not, like let's not. This is, you're you're kind of going overboard here, guys. Like, you're kind of going way, you're amplifying, extrapolating. Right. You know.
1: And they do it disservice. There is something, there there was something, like Jeffrey Epstein, right? There was something bad here. And because people added all the other crap about it.
0: Right, right. We're
1: not ever going to be able to figure out now what exactly actually happened and how many yeah. other people have similar operations like this man did because let's yeah. not beat around the bush. He wasn't the only one.
0: Yeah, that whole story is really weird because there's a lot of highly influential people on in of all stripes who were like mixed up with that guy. And the fact that like no one really that not like people talk about it but it's like nothing ever we don't really ever knew the whole we don't know the whole story or like how all these people were mixed up like no one no no one investigated this so like you know uh so yeah it's a very that whole thing is very strange and super odd and and like it seems very clearly some kind of cover up at work. Of like, look, we're not going to ask any more questions about this black book of like all these different people, all right? Who were, who were who ran ran in the same company as this guy? Yeah, so I think it's it's. I think I, you say you're on Reddit a lot. I I I'm on Reddit quite a bit too. I like uh let's not meet and like creepy encounters where these people share these stories about. Creepy encounters and 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 interactions with people. They're both really cool uh, subreddits. And but the joke now on like one of them, uh creepy encounters, is like every third one is from someone who's like, I think I was almost trafficked. I think I was almost a victim of human trafficking. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you weren't. Like, that's not how human trafficking works, as far as I understand it. It's like people who are human trafficked, like, know they're trafficker. They're people who are like, taken in and and then exploited they're not like they're not like paul leaving walmart and like someone in a van grabs him and pulls him in they're like now you're a sex worker paul it's like what that's not that's not like people would look for you like (laughs) you know it's not right not the way it's not the way a lot of people think or it's like oh well yeah look i think he was gonna human traffic me it's like right what do you think? No one would like try and find you. Well, like what? What? What do you think would happen? It's it's like runaways and 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 people unfortunate people who that happens to. I'm just grabbing a soda here on my. Fruit. You got so- it. Yeah, Chris.
2: We have we have editing capabilities, so you're all, all good. Right, no, oh, yeah, no worries. Not good capabilities, <laughs> but we can a little bit. We can. Yeah.
0: You can <laughs> leave try. that. At, not like it's <laughs> something some, like Darcy. I, secret, try, I like. try to edit. We've never claimed to
2: be good at this job, but we do do it.
1: <laughs> really, at some point, it's really more volunteering. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, true. yeah, I was going to say, that's one of the uh, – That's one of the hard lessons of podcasting. At first, you're like, wow, people want to listen to this. This is so cool. And then after like a few weeks, you're like, oh, Jesus, people want to listen to this. And it's just kind of like, oh no, you felt like an obligation once you start building an audience. It's like, oh boy, now now I'm in, now I'm in, in you know, now I'm really in the deep end. I'm well, in the deep yeah,
2: end. the first couple episodes we did, we were just firing completely from the hip. I was like, no one's going to listen to this. And then now we skipped a week and then we got a bunch of emails about it. And I was like, damn, all right, I guess someone actually is listening. Yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of which, one of the questions I had for you, Tim, do you have any favorite coast episodes either from like the art days or the nori days that, you know, we, we should be covering. Or any,
0: any of the side hosts. Or the side side hosts Uh, Um, oh geez, that's hard. I've heard like so many shows over the years. It's like, uh, if I have a favorite baseball game, i watch Red Sox all the time. So I can't think of any off the top of my head. There was a really fantastic one. I remember, uh, I think it was, like, Richard C. Hoagland and Bell, and they did, like, four hours on Martian anomalies and stuff, like, in December. It was, like, a December show, um, like, in 2005 or something like that?
2: I think I know that one, yeah. I think I have that It was Um, a really great one. Uh, I was going to say, that sounds great, and we need to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you may already have. It's a pretty, you know, the old John Lear episode where he goes over the – the secret like doctrine, the he, the his letter that like details what the aliens mm-hmm. are really up to. Um that's a really that's a classic one if you haven't done that one.
2: I haven't uh, done that. We haven't what? done John Lear yet. We need to do that. We did oh, yeah. Oakland's it, Moon Bases, but we haven't done Oakland Yeah, we Mars. did
0: the Moon Bases. Yeah. That was yeah. a fun one. The John Lear is is a good one. Um yeah, any of the classic sort of guests are fun to to go back and listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So yeah.
2: yeah what you got anything else Paul uh, no I'm good man um all right Tim has been very gracious with his time so we really appreciate it Chris you got anything else uh so one of our favorite episodes
1: of course was the art bell call-in show when he does the area 51 caller did you did you hear about that at the time?
0: no 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 I came in. Right about his art was sort of, uh, stepping out of the host role. So okay. I really, uh, yeah, no, I, it was sort of legend for a long time. You know, it was part of the lore of the, right. show, the show. It still is. Um, so I didn't hear it as it happened or anything like that. So I don't know what to, you know, I don't know what to make of it. So it's, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It's probably shenanigans, just because it's to me. It's like I'm a cynic, so <laughs> you know, I'm just like, yeah, that guy wasn't really flying in Air 51. So, but who knows? You know, we we don't know. We don't know, as far as I know. Um, yeah, but it was pretty. It, it was a classic moment, that's for sure.
1: There are just so many things in the coast to coast AM realm that it's it's hard for anybody to collect it all it really is i mean there's so many guests with so much information and you you have to be discerning enough to pick through it and find yeah. what works for you right and yeah. so do you have any like kind of parting thoughts for our listeners on what are some of the like discerning elements for tim banal when he's looking for something something that you feel is true what do you look for what what are maybe some of the the rhythms and rhymes
0: of truth for you uh well that's a tough question i mean i'd say just sort of like be aware of the sort of bias you might have that something's too good to be true so it's like if it sounds too good to be true it probably is you know, and, and, and be cognizant of what, of other explanations. Don't jump to conclusions. So it's just kind of start from a, a question, an open-ended question, and then see if you can see what truth seems to make the most sense, but be open to all the different possibilities. Um, you know, I really sort of asked me about, like, the UFO community. Like, there's a lot of people in the UFO community that know, they say they know that aliens are, that it's aliens, And it's like, we don't know that it's aliens, dude. Like, so I, I, you know, you got to come at it from what we actually know. Um, And I'm sure there are people out there maybe who are listening who are like, no, I know it's aliens because I had an experience. Like, you may know it is, but I'm trying to work within the shared collective reality of everyone else. Um, And so we don't know that that it's aliens. So uh, it's trying to start from like the question that we really don't know the answer to these mysteries at all and sort of work from there. So that's kind of that's sort of the base um of operations if you will
1: awesome that was so Damn. awesome thank you so much tim All for right. joining us for tim time live <laughs> that was awesome do you want to plug anything for our listeners to check out
0: yeah well uh, obviously the coast to coast am website uh coast, to coast a-m. Dot com. you can just put in coast to coast am uh you know, on the Google and you'll be able to find it. And then the articles are pretty much in the carousel or you go to the news thing at the top. You'll see that. Uh, if you want to listen to my podcast, we haven't done an episode in like months, but, uh, we've been really sporadic the last few years, but I'm close to bringing it back. Uh, and you can find that at binallofamerica.com. B I N N A L L of America.com. And if you're in the Nashville area, I'll be in Nashville the second week in November for the Strange Realities Conference. Um, And you can find out more on that at strangerealities.com, I think, or just Google Strange Realities Conference.
1: All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. It was
0: was a lot of fun. I'm going to interrupt you and ruin the end like that. So that's how I do it. You're
1: all good. That was perfect.
0: It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. We really appreciate
1: you coming on. All right, Coasternauts. Get out there. Support Mr. Tim Banal. And that's another episode of Coast to Coast PM, where it's all conspiracy, all the time. Later.